Hey friend, are you struggling to find consistent paid speaking gigs? Do you want to know the exact six steps that you can take to find and book more paid speaking opportunities in 2024? Well, we want to make that easy for you. We've created a new free resource with the help of Dan Irvin, one of our highly successful speakers on our team. Dan has booked over $100,000 in paid speaking gigs in the last few years, and his six-step process is going to help you maximize your chances of getting booked and paid to speak in any industry. You're going to learn how to get started prospecting, master discovery calls, and proposal emails and so much more. All you got to do is go to thespeakerlab.com slash steps and we're going to send you this 18-page guide straight to your inbox. Again, that is thespeakerlab.com slash steps and you're going to get that free guide. Hey, thanks for listening. You're awesome. Hey, what's up, friends? Grant Bolden here. Delighted to have you here listening to the Speaker Lab podcast for another episode of our Coaches Corner series. Now, there are a lot of fun perks in our Speaker Lab programs, but our amazing coaches who guide our students through the ups and downs of building a speaking business are the heart of our mission. Every single day, our coaches dedicate their wealth of experience to helping our students gain the clarity and the confidence that they need to make an impact as a professional speaker. Today, our Director of Student Success, Mary Alice Goldsmith, is going to be taking over the show along alongside one of our other incredible coaches. And together, they're going to guide you through time-tested strategies and tough topics with the practical advice and wisdom that only comes through decades of experience. So whatever stage of your speaking journey that you're in, I know that you're going to benefit from this conversation. So without further ado, I'm going to pass the mic to them. Enjoy. Hello, and welcome to today's Coach's Corner. My name is Mary Alice Goldsmith. I am the Director of Student Success. Super happy to be here with you today. Um, today, we are going to be discussing Chat GPT. I thought it was Chat GBT, but I learned something. <laughs> it is Chat GPT. Uh, everyone is talking about it, most people are using it. And so the question is should speakers be using it to write their talks? Today, my guest is Coach Jeremy Rochford. Welcome. How are you? I am fantastic. Thank you for having me. And this is, this is a really great topic to cover. So I'm glad we are. Yeah, well, I, I appreciate you uh, inspiring this topic. We we had a great one on one um, a week or so ago, and this came up, and we said, "Whoa, this is we need to bring this to the coach's corner." And so here we are. This is how this happened, and so um, I do think it's important to talk about. I think it's trending. I think it's not going anywhere, and so talking about. Um, how to use it, why to use it, how not to use it, why not to use it, I think is really important when it comes to supporting our speakers. So let me let me start here. Uh, what what do these letters represent? And so it is chat generative pre-trained transformer. And that's what those letters all represent. And what does it do? Um, well, it's a natural language processing tool driven by AI. By the way, I did not write this. I pulled this from the internet. Um, but it's driven by AI technology that allows you to handle human-like conversations, emphasis on human-like, uh, and much more with a chat bot. The language model can answer questions and assist you in tasks like answering questions, writing essays, and even writing code. So it's robust and can do a ton. Um, but we also want to kind of 
take a step back and ask ourselves, what is the positive impact? What is the negative impact, especially for speakers? And that's what we really want to talk about today. Um, so Jeremy, I, I would love, I would love to start with why is this topic so important? Why should our speakers understand what chat GPT actually is? Well, I think the biggest thing is, and whether it's speakers or anyone in sort of the intellectual property space, it is here to stay. It's not just a passing trend. So I think it's important for speakers to be aware of it, to understand it, uh, not be the type of speaker who's yelling at clouds like, no, I'm going to avoid this. And I, right, like, when used in appropriate context, it can make so many things so much easier. But the challenge, like with any new technology, is really understanding what appropriate means mm-hmm. it, and really understanding the boundaries of how it can help you. But then also being self-aware enough to go, mm, maybe, maybe this is where it doesn't help me. Right. Yeah, I think I think that word trending is always something that you know, we always want to kind of just have some cautious caution around that. Um, at the same time, it is something to investigate and 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 see how it can be used. Um, it's new. It's definitely the future, but also very much the present. And so, understanding the app is um, important for all business owners, not just for speakers. Um, how can this be super powerful when used correctly for our speakers? I'll use my personal experience and, and it's ironic because I, I would talk to my, my friends and my wife about my writing process and I would always say I feel better when I'm arguing with someone mm-hmm. because then I've got that sort of point counterpoint and it draws something out of me that I wouldn't have just thought of if I didn't need to respond. And I think that's one of the great things about chat GPT is you can have this conversation where you can do banter back and forth. You can ask questions. You can ask questions in ways that get responses in certain ways that draws some creativity out of you. So Mm -hmm. I think using it as a place to start should be the overarching theme. It's been said that you can't edit a blank page. And I think looking at this as a way to start the first draft or to inspire you for the first draft is a massive, massive benefit and a way to use it appropriately. Yeah, I think I think um it could be powerful in making your life easier. You know, we often walk around with a lot of things in our our mind like that's a great idea, that's a good thought. Oh, that 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 could work. That could be impactful. Taking those thoughts and organizing them can be challenging sometimes just to kind of get that that ball rolling if you will. And so using it in that way to kind of take your thoughts, put them in ChatGPT and see how ChatGPT expands those thoughts, I think could be powerful. Um, I also think it could be challenging too. Mm. And this is where it's really important to have this confidence around who you are as a speaker, what you speak about and who you speak to, uh, something we do right off right off the cuff in module one. Um, and I, I think I think where it could be somewhat of a, a negative or more challenging to your life as a business owner or a speaker is if you don't know your content and who you are in your specific industry confidently enough. Right. Well, because, and, and, go ahead. Well, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you no, off. I just want to, to add to that, not just your content, but your audience. I, I mm-hmm. think that what we have to remember about AI 
to the best of my knowledge currently, <laughs> yeah, is that it is reactionary. It can the, the brilliance of AI is it can take all the summation of data and give you a very crystallized, succinct assessment of it. What it can't do is recognize the human condition, meaning that it can give you popular words, but it can't say, well, to that sect of individuals, that word will actually be triggering. Hmm. And I look at it from my, my side of things with the weight loss community and the autism community. You know, there are a lot of people who are very offended by the use of the word Asperger's. However, though, that's a very Americanized challenge. A lot of non-American countries still use that quantification. So if AI is just doing a report on autism or AS1, that word will pop up a lot. And if you don't know that about your audience, you could be going out, setting yourself up for failure, setting yourself up to be a part of cancel culture and not even know it because you're putting all this faith without sort of fact-checking who you are and who your audience is. So it does have some limitations in that it is not human. It doesn't have some of those idiosyncrasies that that we possess. Air quotations as of now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, yeah, exactly. Who knows where this is going? Right. But I, I do think you just touched on something that's really important to bring to the surface here. It, it, it's, it's not human, right? We are human, and if you are a human who's trying to build a business, but you haven't figured out all the pieces to that biz business, it could complicate things for you, right? Mm. Because if you're still looking for your voice, you don't want to look for it in a robot, right? You want to make sure you've explored that internally first before well, you that, reach out. And that is how, for me, I think our conversation started. Because yeah. I like I like to look for patterns, right? One person has a challenging experience with chat GPT. Okay. It's, it's one experience, but when you start to see patterns of individuals where you're like, we just talked last week and this EPS sounds nothing like our conversation. Did you even write this? Like, and so in the context of what brought us to having this conversation here on, on the podcast was, you know, there's a student who came to me and was like, Hey, I, I would really love for you to give me some of your ninja tricks on how to memorize my content. And I was like, great. You know, basically, if you just look at your 45 minute keynote as a collection of micro conversations that you've had throughout your entire life, which really they are, yeah. you know, quite often as speakers, our first point is something we've been telling friends at the bar for years. And then our second point is something we've been really nerding out over for the past 18 months with our other friends. And so it kind of demystifies the fact that I don't have to memorize 45 minutes. I just have to remember this five minute conversation with this group of friends and so on and so forth. And this is literally like I've told people this and they've been like, oh, this is life changing. <laughs> but this student's response was cool. But can you tell me like your ninja tricks? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm a little dumbfounded because I'm, I'm like, well, I, I literally just told you. <laughs> so m maybe I should say it differently. And she's like, well, like here, the like, black belt ninja tricks. Well, yeah. Yeah. Right. Like, like, like if, if this was a liquor type analogy, like you gave me the bottom shelf, give me like the Christmas dads coming home from the war kind of like liquor. And I'm like, I, but I just did like, I don't, maybe I could say it differently. You're louder. And she's like, well, like, let's look at my speech. And so I go through her speech and there's some things that are in it that are peculiar to me. And you know, me, of the students listening who know me, 
I'm a peculiar guy. So <laughs> for me to find something peculiar is like, wow, okay. And so I asked her a couple questions about it. And her response was, well, I don't, I don't know. That's what the computer said. And I'm like, what? Bingo. What do you mean that's what the computer said? And then she goes on to share, well, I, I use chat GPT to write this speech and I'm, I'm having a hard time memorizing it. And it's like, bingo. Like that's the problem. You, you, you're having a hard time memorizing this speech because it's not your words. It's not your feelings. And I went on to explain, and, and this is real to me, like if you have a kid and they need an IEP and you had to fight for those things that you know your child struggles through, would you have to read from a checklist like if they could have assistance regulate no you know your kid you'd be like my child needs someone to help them regulate before they hit atomic status mm -hmm. like i don't need a checklist to know my child in the same way we are the experts of our speech we are the curators of our content we should know it inside and out because that's what we're getting paid for yeah so the fact that chat GPT in this situation was used to write a speech for someone without any real consideration of who the audience is, without any real consideration of the psychographics or the demographics or all the graphics. Mm -hmm. And it, it's just, I, I mean, to me, it's kind of like you're, you're paying someone to do your homework for you. And then when the teacher's like, okay, well, could you solve for Q? And you're like, uh, math? You're like, no, just show the work, right? You turn the homework in, let's see it. And so I feel like it's a really great reminder that ChatGPT can start the conversation, but we as the creators need to end the conversation. We need to take, if we're using ChatGPT, whatever it gives us, and then go, how would I say this to mm -hmm. my tribe? How would I say this to my people? Because being someone who lost 200 pounds, I'm going to speak to people who are overweight a little differently than a personal trainer who didn't. Being someone who has children on the spectrum, I'm going to speak to parents who have children on the spectrum a little differently than a mental health professional who doesn't. And that's right. the thing that chat GPT can't really do right now. Yeah, no, so many, so many great points. I'm actually going to jump ahead and then we're going to circle back to like yeah. some best practices, but you know, you're talking, um, and, and, and we're not trying to call out any one of our students. There's been several stories like this. So yeah, this uh, was wanted... the tipping point. This, there have been many students. So this, yeah, please yeah. do not feel alienated students. You are the no. microchasm of many. And we love you all. And, and, and listen, this is what happens when something starts oh, trending, this this comes to the surface and and for us as coaches we're like wait a minute we're starting to see this trend we need to we need to help and give our students a better resource on how to manage this better and that's why we're here today it's like taylor swift right like she's had like four or five albums before this so you know it's it's just everyone's catching up now <laughs> it's because of football um <laughs> i got a story for that if we have time this might not be the time I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. All right. So you're, you're, you really brought up a, um, a pain point of something that's trending that everybody's trying to get on the bandwagon thinking it's going to be really beneficial, but what should speakers, I, I want to talk about how speakers should be cautious, uh, with chat GPT and why. Um, and I think one of the things that can happen, and we've heard this a couple of times with students who have tried to write their speeches with chat GPT, 
um, there's like an imposter syndrome that comes in because they have, you know, 10 pages of, of, uh, a, a, a speech, but yet they don't feel emotionally connected to it, uh, or mentally connected to it because it's not their words. And so to, to take this out, um, or try to start practicing it and learning it, there is a disconnect and it really could heighten the concept of, or, or the feeling of imposter syndrome. Let's, let's talk about that a little bit more. Yeah. Well, I, I, I will take a different angle on it, but hopefully still touch upon it. I've, I've been able to ghostwrite speeches and books and other creative entities for the past 15 years. And my first attempt is to try to match the voice of the person who I'm writing for. I know that if I don't do that, I want them to come back and go, I wouldn't say it like this, mm. which affords me the opportunity to go, well, great. Then how would you say it? But let's not miss what happened in that exchange. They don't have a blank page anymore. So if you're using chat GP to write the first draft of your speech, I would heavily encourage you to go, well, I wouldn't say it like that. Well, great. How would you say it? Because mm-hmm. now you're so much further ahead because you use chat GPT, but you're not leaving yourself vulnerable because you only use chat GPT. And I right. think that's one of the ways you can overcome the imposter syndrome is you use chat GPT as a template to start the thought. Then you're able to go, okay, how can I now put my own words, my own spin, my own cadence, my own flavor on this in the same way that a musician would? Like, you've only got so many scales. You've only got so many key signatures. There's, o- there's only so many ways you can play G, D, C, and E minor. Yet every year, someone has a massively successful radio hit using those chords because they use chords someone else created, but they put their own flavor, their own cadence, their own timing. And so that song becomes theirs. I think that's the best way to not only have a best practice with using it, but also avoid imposter syndrome. Because if you can look at that speech and go, no, that has me-isms all over it, Mm. then you don't have to feel like an imposter because it still has so many hallmarks of you. But that's because you've put your stamp on it. Where it goes sideways is if you just use it as the be-all, end-all without putting your stamp on it. And I I know I'm going long on this topic and I apologize, but I think it it also goes into some of the other ways that speakers are attempting to use it, whether it's their EPS, their bio, their email sequence, definitely on the email sequence. Like I I think internet marketers will, will agree that the, uh, the way the iPhone sort of killed the record label as we know it, chat GPT is doing the same to online marketing, which is great power to the people. However, this is a relationship business. And while chat GPT may give you the words, you need to make the words your own. You know how to speak to your audience because the way you're going to speak to an executive is way different than you're going to speak to a PTA member. And you can't just have random marketing copy and -hmm. expect it to further the relationship, which then kind of goes to what we talk about in module four. Like this is a relationship business and with relationships, there are different expectations. We, we typically don't recommend mass emailing people their leads because you're missing the opportunity to build up that relationship. Same thing with chat GPT. It's starting the conversation, but you need to finish it by putting your stamp on it. Yeah, for sure. Because, you know, one thing we talk about a lot is, is through your talk and your talk creation template, 
when you stand on stage, it's this concept of having a conversation with your audience. You're not speaking to them or preaching to them. You're actually engaging in conversation. And that takes emotions and feelings and um, the way that you work the stage and and it's it's a it's a whole uh, skill set, right? And and if you're if you yourself don't connect with the words, you're struggling to memorize them. You're struggling to emotionally connect with them. It's going to be really hard to get on stage and share those those words with your audience. Um, the other thing is the human the human to human relationship, um, is very, uh, aware of authenticity. A human will know if you're authentic or not. Um, and if you're coming to that stage already with some level of imposter syndrome, which honestly, if you have imposter syndrome about your talk, it's going to be really hard to sell in the first place. So there's that. But if you come to that stage with imposter syndrome, the connection with the audience, the connection with the impact you're trying to make, it's it's. I'm not going to say that it's impossible, but it's going to be really challenging versus someone who comes to that stage who's truly connected with what they're talking about, who um, the essence of who they are uh, is in every word that they're speaking. Uh, and the, the audience hears it and sees it. Those two connections are really important when you're working a stage. And so um, I think it's really important that connection to the words and the connection to the audience um, could be could could be challenging if you're just using ChatGPT and like you said, not putting yourself in it. Um, really, really important. Also confidence. Again, you know, um, to walk out on a stage in front of 500 people and have the audacity to try to make an impact, but then try to have the audacity to make an impact with only chat GPT words. I don't know. I don't know. That's, that's a risk. That is a major, major risk. Um, so I, I think that's really, really critical. And we see this all the time in working with our students. Imposter syndrome is a real thing. This is, you know, speaking is what the number one fear, right? It's true. Statistically, more people would rather die than be on stage speaking. I mean, come on. So can you imagine that fear with not having a connection to the words that you're about to share? It really makes it challenging. Um, last thing about that is there is a concept here or, or there is a, a, a portion of running a speaking business that you have to make sales. If you want to get on those stage, uh, those stages, you have to close the gig. So if you're disconnected from the words and you're disconnected from the impact that you're trying to make, how how are sales even possible? Well, and, and, and not just to that, but we say it all the time from the coaching side is is that words matter, and that's something that I work with with the students is is finding the appropriate words to say. Mm-hmm. And if you can find those appropriate words in your speech, they start to become part of your everyday vocabulary. And it brings you to personally my favorite sales process, which is I don't because I think everything is sales. I don't look at anything like sales, which sounds weird. So let me explain. I feel like if I'm talking to someone about possibly doing business with me, they're already convinced that business is going to happen. What I need to do then is simply educate them as to why I'm the best option. Mm -hmm. And if I'm trying to read some script from the internet, then I'm no different than the guy knocking on my door trying to sell me discount AT&T wireless. (laughs) 
But if I can go like, no, like this is why it's important to have conversations about neurodiverse marriages. You know, the fail rate of standard marriages are 50% and it's 30% higher in the ND market. So 20% are only going to make it. And that doesn't even count the ones who have separated and settled. Like this is so relevant. Mm. That's way more than, um, sir, statistically, did you know that um, 50% of marriages fail? Huh. I didn't According know that. According to ChatGPT. Right. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, but, but, but like also like think about your own personal buying patterns. Don't you just cringe a little bit when someone quotes Wikipedia? <laughs> like, yeah. like, like whenever yeah. someone quotes Wikipedia, you're like, you have Google. Go to the second page. Get an actual source, man. Like, <laughs> and and it, it's what is it's it's that double edged sword, right? Like, it's like a treadmill. You can bring a treadmill into your house and get more fit every day, or have a thousand dollar clothes hanger. Yeah, what you do with it is up to you. You've got mm-hmm. the power. You could either make it better or make it blah. Hmm. Yeah. I think the big thing here, the big takeaway in in what we would caution our speakers when using ChatGPT is it's okay to use it. We want you to use it. I mean, we've all used it, but you have to really make sure that your voice is in there. Um, it could give you some creative genius for sure, but you can't just plug in play. It's not that thing. It's, it's, it's really, really dissecting what it spits out for you. Um, and then how can you, uh, work the wording so that it really, um, is your voice. It is the impact that you want to make and, and you're showing up truly authentic to the impact that you want to make. Cause that is so critical to the overall mission of being a successful speaker. The, the authentic connection with the people you're speaking to, um, is really critical. Well, and, and to that point, and it's it's more broad than just chat GPT, but it really does hammer that home. Like probably once a week, I'll, I'll work with someone who will go, you know, I want to speak on business and leadership, but don't you think that's a little bit overdone? And my response is always every single year, thousands of churches brand new pop up across the country, across the nation. That message ain't changed for years. <laughs> and But it just goes to show... In a lot of context, the messenger mm-hmm. is as important as the message. Totally. As totally. speakers, we are the ones that bring our message to life. If someone wants to Google facts, they'll Google facts. The reason they're talking to you is to put your perspective on a topic. Don't let that get lost. And also allow that to be a huge contributor to overcoming imposter syndrome. Because mm-hmm. You may want to talk to someone. They're talking to you. Your inclination is, oh, no. Why, oh, no? Of all the speakers, they're talking to you. Inherently, they see the value in you. Yeah. As should you. And I think that's the reality. You're absolutely right. I'm not yelling at clouds. I would love for people to use chat GPT, but I would love to use it appropriately. It's like the inventor of Coca-Cola doesn't drink two Cokes a day. He drinks one Coke a day. He understands the power of moderation. And I think that's the place for chat GPT in the creative process. Yeah, no, that's awesome. So um, we thought, okay, that's the caution. Be be careful. (laughs) (laughs) But there are some really 
excellent benefits to chat GPT for, yeah, for speakers, for entrepreneurs in general, um, for people who are looking for a recipe. I actually- People who need to write their best man speech, you know? Yeah. (laughs) You really want to confuse someone like, where'd that come from? (laughs) English lit major. No, you weren't. Shut up. (laughs) I am now. Um, I typed in, when should I trim my hydrangea tree? <laughs> it gave me, a whole, <laughs> gave me a whole rundown of it. So there, there, there is a lot you could use it for. And so one, research. It, it really does give you amazing research, uh, research uh, results step by step. Um, I think we've talked about this and, and hit on this a lot, but inspiration, right? Mm-hmm. If you're like, okay, need to write this talk so many things in my mind. Give me five things that a leader must do every single day. You know, like that could just inspire you to kind of get some language going. Um, the other thing is slides. Canva AI now, oh, yeah. you could, you know, take your talk and plug that in and it'll spit out slides if you're a slide user. That definitely needs to be tweaked. We've tested that and it, it definitely <laughs> needs to be tweaked um, creatively in some of the words. Uh, and that's, again, we, we've said that. Um, the other thing too, and, and uh, Sam Richter with the Intel engine, all of his trainings, uh, he shows us how he has embedded chat GPT into the Intel engine for email follow-ups and reach outs. Um, he also talks about the importance of reading through the email, making sure it's your language and really represents who you are. Um, and then also, um, uh, for like accurate, making sure the information that you're about to share is, is accurate. So statistics, data, things like that, it could really, um, be, be really helpful with any, any other ways that you can think of? Well, yeah, I feel like I feel like the AI. It's like that old adage: the 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 good old days are now. I feel like this AI is the industrial revolution for entrepreneurs. Hmm. I feel like we'll look back twenty five years from now and we'll go, "This is where so much of this was made possible," and and that's why I hope people are taking from this conversation the advocacy of it. Mm-hmm. But much like whenever a teenager is starting to get their learner's permit in a vehicle, there's a lot of great that could be done with a moving car and there's a lot of damage that could be done with a moving car. And that's for me, the overall theme is respected for what it is, lean into the benefits, but be cautious of some of the shortfalls. Also, like with ChatGPT, I believe it can only go up to, I think, 2020, maybe 2021. So it can help with some of the fact checking. But if more recent data is available, a quick Google search doesn't hurt. So again, it is an amazing tool and it's going Mm -hmm. to make so many people be more successful, more faster. However, though, it does have some challenges. Be aware of that and embrace it. Because for me, it's a huge like I, I like to call it the uh, the writer's blockbuster. Because if I'm wondering like what should I talk about, what should I post, I'll be like, all right, top ten reasons why intermittent fasting is awesome. Then I'm like, I disagree with that. Well, let me talk about that now, right? <laughs> and you know, or why is or it's it, it just I like I said, I do better when I'm arguing with someone, not in a negative way, but it just sparks me to bring out my position and what I already know. Because mm. I think that's one of the challenges a lot of experts face is that it's the curse of knowledge. We've lived this for 20 years. So what we feel is redundant may be the most revolutionary thing to someone. 
Yeah. And sometimes that needs to be drawn out of us. And ChatGPT does a great job doing that. Yeah, that's great. So I think just to summarize everything that we've talked about, um, to ChatGPT or to not ChatGPT, here's what we say. We say, <laughs> yes, use it for knowledge. Yes, use it for inspiration. And yes, use it for creative ideas and, and various ideas. But don't use it to write your speech and be done, right? It can help mm-hmm. you with the speech, but it, it can't write the speech. Don't use it to write your copy and your abstract for your website and talk titles and walk away. Again, you can use it for ideas and inspiration, but remember, we always want to put ourselves into the essence of our brand. It's so important. This is a chat bot. This is not a chat human. And so it's not going to be able to put all the feels into your brand. And that's really, really critical. Um, and then don't use it for for it to be the, the voice of your brand, as I was just saying. It's, it's really important that um, you can get ideas from it, but you can't necessarily trust everything it spits out. You really need to go line by line by line. Um, and you'll feel it. Like when you're reading it, you're like, oh, I, w- I would not say that like that, right? You'll, you'll feel it. So um, again, we are advocates for it. We just need to use it wisely. And we want to make sure that whatever words we're speaking or writing, it truly represents who we are and our brand. And, and I will throw this thought out there because at the pace of technology, there's someone who's going to listen to this two years from now and chat G- GPT may be gone, but there's another AI source. Mm. It's AI in general, I think, is what the context, right? Like I, it, chat GPT is leading the way. They're the Band-Aid brand version of yeah. this. There will be others. Open AI, be, I think it's yeah, called, right? right? Yeah. It, it, same, same caution with all of them. You know, mm-hmm. make sure you know what you're getting. Make sure you know the limitations. Make sure that you're still the adult in the room with the conversation, but also embrace it. Mm-hmm. Appreciate how much this is going to make life easier. And for those who have already adapted to it, how much it has made life easier. But yeah, we're we're pro chat GPT AI over here, just as long as we use it appropriately. Yeah, no, it's a great conversation. Um, I think having these conversations with our students, uh, if you're not a student, come on over and be a student because we'll have these conversations with you as well. Um, but, you know, when we start to see students struggling to take your ninja approaches to memorizing a speech and it's still not ninja enough, we know there's a red flag in the room. And so um, we know it's something that we want to talk about and address. And so this this is really an important topic. And um, yeah, go have fun with ChatGPT and OpenAI and, and see how it can really benefit your life and make your, um, make your copy more efficient. Copy's no joke, right? It's, it's challenging for a lot of people. Um, but always, always honor your voice and the impact you want to make with, with your words. That's mission critical. So Jeremy, you're awesome. Love doing these with you. Uh, you're awesome too. I mean, this, this is all awesome. Everything is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you gotta love it. Uh, we thank you so much for spending this time with us and, um, we hope you, uh, go explore some chappy chat GPT. I want, always want to say B, but it's not, it's P, um, and open AI. There's a lot of different apps out there. You can go check out. And, um, again, 
just use it wisely and I'm sure it will make a great impact. If you are a student of the Speaker Lab, we appreciate you. If you're not and want to be, definitely come on over and check us out at thespeakerlab.com. Book a strategy call and maybe we'll be on a call with you one-on-one talking about how to best use chat GPT for your speeches. There's no reason not to join if you agree with me. Come on the other side. We can talk about it. If you disagree with me, join just to argue. It's a good time. There you- <laughs> Jeremy <laughs> likes a good, healthy argue. <laughs> I can't even imagine that. But all right, everybody. I Have did. an awesome day. Thank you so much. Here at the Speaker Lab, we pride ourselves on the amazing caliber and diversity of our coaching team. In addition to decades of experience and building a speaking business, each of our coaches has a unique specialty ranging from self-discovery to executive leadership, to spirituality, to marketing, to writing, and more. And so whatever path you want to forge as a speaker, you can find someone with the experience and wisdom to guide you on our coaching team. If you've ever thought about working with our incredible team, it is a great time to take the next step. So I want you to head to the Speaker speakerlab.com slash corner. Again, that is the speakerlab.com slash corner to learn more. Also, if you enjoyed today's podcast, our podcast is full of similar coaches, corners, episodes, interviews with incredible professional speakers, and so much more. So I want you to check it out over at the speakerlab.com slash podcast. Finally, got a huge favor to ask of you. I want you to leave us a rating or review for this show. We read every single one of them, helps other speakers find valuable free resources that they can also use to build their speaking careers. And thanks as always for listening and we'll see you next time.